0: Go to King. King will barge over. Will he get it down? Yes, he does. There's the Premiership. Wilson runs to the line. He's got Buxton with him.
1: It's been put on the toe. It's going to be to try. Joy Jobson's got the try.
2: Window get their second. You're
3: listening to League Carson. Newcastle are 100.
2: Rugby League. Welcome back to League Castle and another episode covering all of your local rugby league competitions in Newcastle and the Hunter Valley. It is a bumper week of footy behind us and another bumper week ahead of us as well. And it all comes to you thanks to Sharp DS Central Coast. I'm, of course, the host of League Castle, Chris McPherson, and we are pumped to have you back for another episode. And it's a big episode, as always. Well, of course, thanks to our proud partners, Lake Macquarie Forklift Services bring you the Statsman's Performers of the Week and the Teams of the Week, uh, also the leaderboard and the tipping competition, thanks to Nosebleed Chats. So that's all coming at you first up. We'll then head into a chat with former Knights half, uh, now West Newcastle, Rosella's 5'8 slash half Ryan Stig. And, of course, we'll dig into the Newcastle and Hunter Community Rugby League as well, which is not far away, thanks to the guys... Again, at Lake Macquarie Forklift Services. Uh, they bring us all of that action, and we'll talk to Scott Fitzpatrick from the Dora Creek Swampies, the reigning A grade minor and major premiers. So it's an absolutely bumper episode, as I said. Make sure if you're not already following, check us out on our social media channels Leadcastle AUS on Facebook, Leadcastle AU on Instagram, and of course, If you could just go out and when you get the opportunity, please support the businesses that support us, Uh, most notably Sharp DS Central Coast for all your printing and office needs. Uh, They are the guys to contact and uh, have a chat with to see how they can help you with those uh, printing solutions and uh, office technology solutions. As well, Shipley Meats at Rutherford's for all your meat barbecue stock needs. Go and check out the guys. They've got some absolutely cracking deals, some cracking quality Uh, meat and related produce. So get in touch with the boys and head up to Rutherford and check them out. Let them know that Leadcastle sent you. And last but not least, of course, Lake Macquarie Forklift Services. They are a huge supporter of the local rugby league competitions. I've seen that they've also come on board as a sponsor of a number of the uh, Newcastle 100 competitions themselves, naming rights for a few of the grades. So great to see them uh, continuing to support local rugby league. A great crew out there. So uh, make sure you check them out if you have needs in the uh, in the forklift range as well. Uh, they are undoubtedly the guys to contact in that space. But uh, as I said, a big episode ahead. We'll cover off on all things Denton Engineering Cup, Newcastle Hunter Rugby League, A-grade, and uh, a few other things in between there. Touch on the NRL and a few other pieces. But without too much further ado, let's kick it all off with the stats, man. Thanks to Lake Macquarie Forklift Services. Well, what a belter of a weekend of Easter footy we had. Round three of the Denton Engineering Cup in the rearview mirror. But before it completely goes away, let's take it apart with our regular co-host, Josh Spiegelman, a.k.a. the Statsman. He has put in a mountain of work across the long weekend to review all five games and not only bring us our best performers for the Statsman's performers of the week, thanks to Lake Macquarie Forklift Services, but also two. That's right, you heard it correctly, two Stats man's Team of the Week, a first team and a second team, think NBA All-Star style, and he has brought them both to you on our social media channels on Facebook and Instagram already. It's been a bumper weekend, he's chock full of chocolate and that's how he's fueled it all. Josh, welcome back, and uh, mate, uh, have you slept at all over the weekend?
1: Hey Chris, hey listeners, yeah, no, didn't get much sleep across the weekend, but I did get plenty of chocolate, like you mentioned, uh, sealed to the, the brim with that, but uh the great weekend, uh, all five games to watch. They all, all had their moments, and uh, also the Knights getting that home game on the on the Sunday as well against the Warriors was a great win. So fantastic week of weekend of footy, and I hope everyone had a good long long weekend.
2: Yeah, one hundred percent. We hope you all managed to get in and enjoy some footy. Josh and I both managed to get in and enjoy the night. So I managed to enjoy my Raiders. I think it's the first time this year we've both had a win in the same round. So we're both up <laughs> and about, uh, but also up and about because there was local footy across three days, and there was some absolute crackers. So. Mate, as always, thanks to Lake Macquarie Falkliff Services. Let's dig into it and let's go straight off the top with the West Wong game at Harker Oval, where Wong made it three on the trot there undefeated. Mitch Williams steering his boys to a cracking start this season. The best I can remember in recent times that they've been in our competition. They won that one 20 points to 10 at Harker on Thursday night.
1: Yeah, that they did, mate. That they did. And Wyong—they um, have to be happy coming off that short week against against that win against Curry, going to Harker, which is a tough place to go to, and getting those two points in a in a tight game as the scoreline suggests. I thought a standout for Wyong and the difference between the two teams with the number of supports that Wyong players were running. You can really see if a team's up for a game if those support numbers are up. It's a common theme across this week actually as well in the team stats. So yeah, they were really up for this one and um, got got a few honourables to get through from both teams before we go into the points.
2: Yeah, certainly, mate. Uh, plenty of good performers, and uh, before we get into your honourables, I will just mention, I'm, I'm liking when we have what I'll call friends of the show, a.k.a. former you know, or previous guests, uh, getting across the stripe, and uh, when we get one on both sides in a low-scoring match, is a pretty good hit-out. So Stevie Witters and Mitch Williams, two of the try scorers so that was a nice little result, mate. But I will throw to you for the honourable mentions, and I'm sure they'll be... Uh both of those players, or at least one of those two, I reckon, will get a, a fairly honourable uh, mention, if not some major points.
1: Yeah, true, mate. Let's uh, jump into the honourables first. Well, there's a few to go through. But for West, first of all, we're going to go Max Bedirus with the two tries. This was great. Uh, their winger Malu for you, top top 200 meters, which was great as well. Of 20 carries, just had a couple of errors there that kept him out of the points for mine. Um, three Wyong players that, that are worth mentioning their efforts before we go to the points. That's Isaac Blackhall, their centre. Uh, Really strong with the team, like 12 support runs, 132 metres with the ball in hand. Josh Montgomery, their forward in number 16 off the bench line, I thought was really impressive. Uh, Really strong with the ball, 130 metres, 10 metres of carry really impressed me there. And their halfback, Lachlan Hannigan, he impresses each week, as we know. He had the two line breaks, uh, uh, one line break assist, four tackle busts, 98 metres run and a strong effort. So well under those boys for um, getting honourables.
2: Yeah, well done indeed. But let's roll that straight into the points, mate. And, and looking at what you've put down here, mate, uh, he had some big boots to fill, the man that uh, got the one point, and appropriately so, because he was in the number one jersey for Wyong. Uh, he comes from good cloth, though, and uh, it's great to see him hitting the ground running in the Denton Cup.
1: Yeah, it is, mate. This is uh, a Rana Talmata that you're speaking to, uh, speaking about there for Wyong. Peter's obviously replaced Luke Sharp at fullback there while Sharp recovers from a hamstringage niggle there. I thought he was great um, filling in those those big boots. Uh, 189 metres, really strong returns from the back. Uh, team high 19 carries as well. Three tackle buffs, two offloads, and no errors, which is really, really important in a game like this. It's close, and there are a few errors around the team. So well done to Arana.
2: Yeah, certainly uh, plenty of talent, mate. He plied his trade at, I think, three different NRL clubs. Uh, just couldn't uh, pin it down for a number of reasons, but great to see him. Uh, you know, at the, the ripe age of 33, uh, finding his feet in the Newcastle Rugby League, and uh, I'm sure Mitch Williams is pleased to have him on board. But let's progress on to the two points, mate. And, th- and this this guy's uh, someone who's starting to pop his head up more and more often and uh, really taking a leadership role in the pack there at uh, Wyong from what we've seen early in this season.
1: Yeah, it definitely is, mate. That's um, Kai Hopwood, their second rower. He's, I think he's appeared in um, every round, at least in the honourables or points. So he's he'll be one to watch in the late leaderboard we'll unveil at the end of this segment. So... Uh, He scored a try again in this one. Uh, Team high, 32 tackles, 116 metres, another team high with six tackle breaks, two line breaks and a line break assist. So a really, really strong effort by Kai there in the second row, and I'm sure Mitch would be happy with his effort so far after three rounds.
2: Yeah, he's certainly uh, well and truly uh, earning his pay, that's for sure. He's been uh, really strong for Wyong. But, mate, uh, the man you talked about there, we know he leads from the front and he takes the maximum points with uh, one of his... uh, I mean, it's, it's a textbook Mitch Williams performance, isn't it?
1: It's tra- trademark now, mate. After last year, we saw it, and I'm, he's been doing this for many years, I'm sure, outside of when I, I was collating the stats. But, yeah, another great game by Mitch. Scored a try, had that line break with the try. Three tackle by, 10.2 metres of carry, so a really strong running game for Mitch. He doesn't catch him every game with the running game, but when he does, he's always lethal. Um, Pick his moments well. So, yeah, also had a try assist, two line break assists, line break contribution, uh, so obviously, when they've only scored 20 points in 22 games, all those stats are even more important, getting those on the board. Also forced a out uh, with his kicking game, applied that pressure there, 28 tackles, uh, one of which forced an error. So he's basically done everything in every category, Mitch, and that's something we've seen before and we'll see again.
2: It's, it's why I still say he's one of the most talented players not to have played in RL, Mitch Williams. Uh, an absolute gun and Wong's been the beneficiary of that for many years to have had him on board in all of the competitions they've played in and, uh, you know, a few people sort of suggested that he might take a step back from his playing uh, roles in, you know, this season or in the near, near future. But, mate, he's still got it and he's one of those players that you just you could see him playing on for as long as he sees fit.
1: Mate, I could see him playing for the Knights next week. Now, unfortunately, Jaden Braley's done his ACL again. Just give him a crack, I'd say.
2: Well, I did see someone throw up another number nine from our competition uh, in in one of the comments section uh, saying that Luke Huff deserved to be recalled. To be fair, Luke probably, I think he was the player's player in uh, Cup last year um, or player of the year in Cup last year for the Knights. And Anyway, that's a whole other story. But, yeah, I don't think Mitch Williams would look out of place uh, if you gave him a week to run with the boys and and got him up there. So, uh, Adam O'Brien, let us know. I've got Mitch's number and uh, I'm happy to pass it on to you. (laughs) Yeah, player agent, a uh, little plug there, mate, are we? Yeah, I'll t- I, I, Josh and I will take 5% each, Mitch, just so you know. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, uh, let's move right on, mate. That's, um, yeah, again, a stunning performance by Mitch, as always. And, you know, he's been the, the lifeblood of Wong since they've come back into our competition and also when they're in the Central Coast uh, going neck and neck with the entrance for those few years. So great to have them and him in our comp. But, mate, let's let's head up the, uh, up the freeway and across to Cessnock Cessnock versus Curry. This game, I tuned in at halftime or just before halftime and I nearly fell off my chair. A Curry side that was missing about 100 players from what I can calculate through suspension, injury, unavailability, etc. Managed to hold it with Cessnock for the first half, but the class of Cessnock blew them away in the second half to run out 42-16 winners. But again, like in their round one encounter with Maitland, hats off to Curry. Um, a fairly green and inexperienced side overall. Did really well for a good window, and I know there's some players from Curry that certainly uh, earned some uh, kudos from yourself in terms of uh, putting their name on the uh, on the radar in terms of who they are in, in Newcastle Rugby League.
1: Yeah, definitely made, and um, I love I love this match. The the opening bit of the match, you you must go back and watch it, and I hope our listeners got to got to tune in. It was really fiery, um, really good shots, powerful runs through the middle in the first period. Both teams matching each other. Um, yeah, and as you alluded to, like, Curry stuck with them. They had the majority of the possession Um in the first 15, 20 minutes. Uh, Cessnock started pretty slowly, some uncharacteristic errors that we haven't seen from them in the opening weeks. Um, yeah, Curry opened the scoring and, and scored again, which gave a bit of hope into the contest, I guess, for people pregame, thinking, With like you alluded to again with everyone else for Curry, that it might be a whitewash. Uh, as we remember, I got in my notes, they, they won 50-0 last time. Those two um, teams met. Obviously, Cessnock did, so... That twelve nil start was an already, already improvement of what they did last year, um, so I guess a bit of warning signs for Cessnock, mate. If they start slow against you know more of the high rated teams, that could be an issue down the season. But yeah, it is only round three, so so we can't really read too much into that. Um, yeah, and as you alluded to as well, mate, uh, Curry Curry did definitely did get a few players in the in the honourables.
2: So maybe I can kick off with that. Yeah, far away into the honourables from the Caulfield Zabi.
1: Yeah, mate, so Curry's number eight. Uh, Unaloto Suli really, really impressed me. Um, just chased him for a bit of his background. Uh, so he come across from New Zealand and Rugby Union, and, he, and hopefully he's here to stay in rugby league, mate, because um, him and his brother John, they led the front uh, with that intensity. I mentioned before for Curry, like matching it with, you know, the well-known Cessnock boys that we would expect that week in, week out. So um, Unaloto had a team high, uh, 19 carries for 170 metres, which is fantastic against the Cessnock pack. Um, three tackle busts, a line break assist and an offload. That was really good. Um, then the number 13 for Curry, um, last name Tanabasa, first name Dayton. I'm sorry if I'm getting that wrong. Uh, he was also really impressive for me. He filled in for Jack Camburini, who's always uh, a really reliable player. So they, they got to fit, um, uh, Dayton in again when Jack's back. But he had 15 runs, 130 meters, 30 tackles at 91%. So I, I thought both those boys did a really good job in the middle. And when Sully came off, I think Dayton shifted around a bit, or maybe he came off as well. Um, Seth's not definitely gained that upper hand through the middle, so their depth, I think, is just a bit better. Um, so, yeah, two two names to watch going forward for Curry.
2: Certainly are two impactful players, and uh, I know uh, the Soorley boys were very engaged once they uh, got some mentions on the page as well, which is great to see. Uh, they've got some interesting stories, and we might uh, try and capture that uh, a little bit later in the season, I think, because there's a, a, probably a, a really good uh, story and conversation to be had there, mate, From from what you shared with them.
1: Yeah, definitely. It'd be great to get the, the brothers on um, and a few other guests that we've been trying to get on for a while so we can tie up a segment. Um, I'm sure there's some really good stories that can be told, like you said. Uh, and just one more honourable mention. Can't forget, Tessnock, um, Sam Clune. Just missed the point to me. Um, two tri-assists, a line-break assist, two line-breaks, two tackle-busts, 113 metres. Just a couple of errors that kept him out of the points. But, I mean, he probably would have got points if not for these next three people I'm going to mention with just ridiculous stat line.
2: Right. Uh- there's no surprise for me in who gets the three points because he's been basically a fixture in our teams of the week and the the best performers. But who is it that's managed to hang on to the illustrious coattails of our, of our superstar from Cessnock who got the three points?
1: <laughs> uh, yeah, so the one point here goes to Luke Huff. Um, yeah, incredible again. Uh, team of the week, hooker for me. Two tries, 97 metres with the ball. Uh, one try assist, one line break assist, a line break, three tackle bust, 34 tackles to lead the team and one forced error with those tackles. So um, Luke just keeps uh, continuing to impress, and like we said with Mitch, one of those two boys could, wouldn't look out of place in first grade with the Knights um, if they're going to put Crossland there, mate. So yeah, really done, really well done to Luke.
2: Yeah, there's a few of them. I think the nines, the nines and the ones in Newcastle at the moment are absolutely on form. So if the uh, not that the Knights are short of ones at the moment, but nines they certainly are, and there's plenty of options. Uh, Maybe they could just do a job-sharing role over the rest of the season, just take a turn each, whoever's got the buy, maybe. Uh, (laughs) But, mate, uh, so obviously some big numbers there from Luke to only get the one point. Now, we know high-scoring match, there's generally some outside backs that'll put up some numbers, so it's probably no surprise that they are outside backs that uh, picked up the next, next, uh, I guess, allotments of points. But the one that impresses me is that man we talked about in the three points. He spent half the game in a position that's not his regular position and still managed to get them. So, first of all, who's got the two points? One of his backline partners, but I'll, I'll leave you to unveil the, the maximum point winner.
1: Yeah, uh, two points first to Braden Musgrove. Obviously, he has played with the Knights before. Also, wouldn't look out of place back in the team. He scored a double team-high 189 metres, five offloads, seven tackle buffs, and three line breaks. So, that's incredible attacking stats there, and usually, we get you the three points. But if not for the man you have just alluded to a few times, and a man who we have talked about uh, ongoingly over the last three weeks, is Honetti Tua, uh, Cessnock's usual winger. Um, however, as you, you mentioned, he, he played fullback most of this game because unfortunately, friend of the show, Harry O'Brien, uh, had to go off with a bit of a hammy twin. So we hope uh, he, 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 he <laughs> we hope he, he gets better. Um, but yeah, Honetti, we're just going his stats, mate. Um, really, Um well, First of all, he's really fired up in the, in the match. You could see that. Um, really delivered for Sesnock, He saved a try, uh, which turned the tide early on when they were 10 nil down. I've just got like that in my notes, um, which is worth mentioning. But, okay, from a stat line, and uh, bear with me here because it could take a while, two tries, 11 runs, 166 meters, three offloads, 10 tackle busts, four line breaks, one line break assist, and two try assists. So I don't know if you've seen the story I put up, but can you estimate how many super Coach points that would be, Chris?
2: I haven't. And no, because that was a lot of numbers. So it would have been big. I'm, I'm <laughs> going to say it's, it's, it's a 150 plus.
1: It is, mate. It's 162. So I think he might have been up there with Dylan Edwards, who scored four tries um, for Penrith. It's, it's the highest if he played NRL this week. So that puts it into perspective. Just incredible.
2: Again, phenomenal to think this guy spent time in NRL systems, but hasn't quite made it through yet. I mean, I know there's a plethora of talented outside backs, but yeah, wow. Uh, to think some of the positions that Parramatta would have been in when he was playing for Wente, Uh it's phenomenal to think that Hennetti hasn't played first grade. But anyway, we're not here to debate the uh, recruitment structures and uh, systems of, of uh, NRL sides at the moment. But we're blessed and pleased to uh, have the opportunity to, in my case, call and and you know view games that he participates in, and certainly in your case, I'm sure crunch the numbers on on phenomenal performances like that.
1: Yes, mate, he, he really deserves it to play at a high level. But as we always say, we're richer for it here, mate. If the clubs can't see that at the high level, then we'll enjoy it here going forward. And I'm sure we'll see his name pop up as the weeks go by. We just hope he stays healthy.
2: That's that's the biggest thing, mate. Uh, if he can stay healthy, he could be a big part of Seth not going very deep into this competition in 2023. But moving on from the Coalfields derby, let's head to the third and final of the Thursday night Easter games, and it was the Northern Hawks hosting Macquarie, and unfortunately for the Hawks, it was their biggest defeat of the season. They went down 26-8 to to a Macquarie side that looks to be finally finding its gears, mate.
1: Yeah, it was a, it was a good match, this. Um, you know, the score started a bit slow over the first week, but they built into this, and three games in, um, yeah, they're improving, and you can see that through the team stats. Uh, but individual stats, we have a fair few to go through as well here. A couple of honourables from both sides. I might just kick it off uh, quickly with one from from the Hawks, Josh Toole, the second rower. Uh, 122 metres, a game-high 10 tackle busts and two line breaks, so a really strong runner on the edge there. Uh, two two players for the for the Scorps we mention quite often that are very unlucky not to get points. Um, Connor Kirkwood, uh, 25 carries, 211 metres, two tackle busts, 28 tackles at 93%. So... I think I'm going to give him the nickname of Iron Lungs going forward, mate, because he's
2: just ridiculous. Mate, he's an, and then an Luke absolute, Higgins he's an absolute machine. It's there, you know, Sean Fenson back in his prime sort of numbers, just consistently reeling that out every week, big minutes, and, and pro- probably the most apt sort of NRL equivalent performer from, you know, recent memory for me.
1: Yeah, I'd say so, mate. Just um, He does do this frequently, and I feel real bad leaving him out of the point, so I've got him into the team of the week on the bench, if that counts for anything, but... You'll um, we'll, we'll understand why with the points rattling off for some of the attacking stats coming up. Uh, the last honourable, or two last ones uh, Luke Higgins uh, scored the try, uh, 179 metres at 9.5, 9.4 a carry, one line break, four tackle bust, 94% defence. He got uh, prop of the week, uh, or you know, one of the two props of the week. And also want to give a shout out to the Scorps hooker on debut, Campbell Wulno. Uh, you might have heard this name before, mate. I chased a bit of the background. Apparently he played, um, flag for the Raiders last year. Um, he looked really sharp out of dummy half to mine. Really, um, so showc- showcasing some really good depth the Scorps have. Obviously Cody Bryant was out in this game. So that could be a pretty interesting pairing going forward if Bryant doesn't want to play 80 or, or they go that direction. So Woolno has a try assist, a line break assist, 85 meters at 9.4 a carry and, and no big breaks there. They're all like literally 9.4 meters a carry. Um, 89% defence, so really shine on debut.
2: Yeah, he certainly uh, was doing well through the Canberra ranks, and I, I understand he might be in the extended squad, Campbell will know, for the maybe the Knights' Cup side. Um, so I'm guessing that's how Macquarie have picked him up. His uh, older brother is uh, also tied into Belconnen United from memory, Matt, so part of the furniture down in this, uh, the Canberra competition. But great to see him uh, finding his way Um, in terms of uh, coming through because I think from memory they come from out sort of Forbes way and have made their way into the Canberra system through there so uh, great to see him hitting the ground running for the Scorps mate
1: yeah fantastic mate I don't know too much about the Wollnode family I I didn't think he was related to Adam Wollnode based on the body shape but maybe he is (laughs) (laughs)
2: well mate if if, if I've learnt anything from the Higgins brothers and the Affleck brothers that you know you're not always going to play the same position just because you're brothers (laughs) That's true, mate. But this is pretty different. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, we'll, we'll, we'll move along before we get in trouble for body body shaming someone. Yeah. Um, but anyway, uh, let's let's keep on rolling. Let's get into the points, mates. And and great to see uh, again this week uh, another hawk picking up some points.
1: Yeah, and it's um, someone that we've mentioned before, um, Tamano Alexander. Really, really powerful performance here in the centres for the Hawks. Two line break assists, a try assist, a line break six tackle busts, three offloads, 151 metres, which topped their team and no errors, which was pretty important as well. So well done to
2: Tamadu. Yeah, great to see uh, he's starring up there as we expected he would after the cracking season he had last year. A great recruit for the Hawks and uh, leading with his numbers, which is great to see, mate, but uh, not surprisingly, in a bit of a lopsided scoreline, he was outpointed. Uh, and I'm really looking forward to hearing these numbers after knowing that the numbers that some of those uh, honourable mentions put up and couldn't make it, including one with 200 metres. So, mate, who are the, uh, the players that topped the points here and were top of the pops in terms of their attacking stats?
1: Yeah, gave two points to the Scorps winger, um, Cody Crowther, um, two tries, which is, which were great finishes, 147 metres, which was the best of the Scorps backs. Um, a team high six tackle busts and three line breaks. So obviously two of the tries one elsewhere, uh, and a lot of support. So I thought his effort was great on the wing there. Some strong carries uh, when they needed it, uh, and we're going to give three points to Bate and Sell. A really great direction. Obviously that's not a statistic, but really gave a really great direction to the side. Um, statistically had the one try, three try contributions, three line break contributions two line break assists and one line break. So he was involved in basically five separate Scorps line breaks. Um, Really important. He's had a great start to the season, Baden, and that obviously was needed after they lost um, Jeremy Gibson to, I guess, early retirement from the number six. So he stepped up, Baden, and um, that's good. That's big for the Scorps.
2: I'm still trying to wrap my head around Jeremy Gibson's retirement at that that ripe age. Uh, But anyway, moving right along, a a really good performance by baden and as you say. Yeah, he's really taken uh, the, the halves direction of that team. On his shoulders, and, and that shows picking up uh, major points the last two rounds in uh, in two strong performances for the Scorps, so they're two wins, so no surprise there, mate. But we then uh, managed to get across to Friday for Good Friday football, and uh, this one was a, a fairly eagerly anticipated game, uh, both sides chasing their first win of the season. The entrance hosted Lakes United, and look, it was a pretty decent game of football in the end, but the entrance... Comfortable winners in the end, thirty-four points to 16, six tries to three, and well, there'll be plenty of positives for both sides to take away from this. But undoubtedly, both sides will probably take away a, uh, a couple of learnings about themselves and their opposition.
1: Yeah, they will definitely, mate. I think Lakes will take a few more lessons out of this one. Um, yeah, but we'll touch on the entrance first, and uh, I think they they kind of arrived in this game. They had two pretty slow starts in the in, in the um, first two rounds, and. I think I mentioned to you during maybe the weekend that the, the entrants completed their first 15 sets of the match, which is pretty pretty spectacular in this competition and, and considering what they did in the first two weeks. And that gave them that 18-0 lead. Um, so they made Lakes do a lot of defensive work in that first, I don't know, first half an hour, 25 minutes, which which got them in the end when they started to score some points, I think. Um, so yeah, Lakes, Lakes have some work to do. Uh, I'm not sure who they play next week. I'll just flick across. Uh, of the Hawks, that's actually going to be a really tough game to tip because the Hawks are building nicely. Um, Lakes, yeah, some work to do. So that's going to be an interesting one. But, uh, for touching on, on the Honourables here, I've just given, uh, one, one Lakes player who, who did well statistically and he has done well the last, the two first two games for them is, is obviously Nick Glowey, 140 metres, 47 tackles at 89%. So, uh, well done to Nick. He continues to do his share of work for that team.
2: He carries that uh, captaincy as a fairly big responsibility mate and leads from the front, gets through plenty of work uh, and was good to see him uh, pick up a, uh, a Guernsey in one of the teams of the week this week. So great for him. And I, am I correct in saying that all clubs that played on the weekend were represented across the two teams?
1: Yeah, I want to say so, mate. Um, just go back to the draw and have a have a quick scan, but um, I'm going to say yes because a couple of West boys snuck in the second team, and and Nick represented the Lake. So, and we
2: saw and uh, I saw yeah, one, car- right, one Curry yeah. player in one of the teams too. So, one of the Sully boys, I think.
1: Yeah, yeah, and Dayton was in the second one, so um, everyone was was represented, which was I was was not intentional, but it's just the way it broke down. So, that goes to show you that no matter what team you're in, what result, if you do two teams of the week, you'll likely get at least one one bloke from your club, which is good.
2: Yeah, it's, well, it's good to see. I think it gives us a good, you know, scope. People keep talking about how even the competition is, and I heard Josh Callanan talking about that. He was on Barry Toohey's podcast during the last week, and, yeah, it, it really is representative, even though some of the scorelines might not see, seem that way. There's a lot of these games that are sort of, you know, I won't call them junk time, but late tries, or there'll be two or three tries. We're seeing the same in the NRL this year, right, where you're seeing a few tries late in the game, which will turn what was, you know, a two-try game into a five-try game uh, when, you know, had, you know, had it been just before that, the game was almost in the balance, and a try was almost scored the other way. We saw it in the in the Knights game where, you know, points were denied. I think to the Warriors, and then all of a sudden the Knights scored at the other end. And we're seeing a bit of this. So uh, great to see that everyone's reasonably represented, and uh, obviously it's yeah, as I said, showing the the tightness of the competition, and uh, reiterating what a few of our guests have said in recent weeks, where you know on their day you can't sort of take anyone lightly. And Cestnik saw that against Curry as as the best example in the first half.
1: Yeah, you can't, mate. It um, makes it hard to predict, um, hard to tip, although as we touch on later, somebody's found it easier over the first three weeks, but we'll get to that in the next segment. Um, I'll move along to the other honourables here, and they're all entrance players. Uh, Jake Woods continues to impress in the forward, 183 metres, top the team, four tackle busts, a line break, 94%. He found his way into the second all-team of the week, uh, as did Captain Ryan Doherty at Locked there with a try, 119 metres, a line break, 28 tackles at 97% as well as his um, centre, Kyle McLean, 100 metres exactly, two tri assists and two line break assists. So well done to Kyle, Ryan and Jake for all getting honourables and making that second team of the week.
2: And uh, it escapes me who it was that uh, commented this, but I did love the uh, one of Kyle's mates getting in there, giving him a bit of a rap, but also giving him a bit of a raz about trying to break tackles with his neck um, and, and providing <laughs> p- ph- photographic evidence of it as well in the comments on Facebook, which was brilliant. So uh, again... We love it when the players or, you know, their mates get involved in the comments and, uh, you know, give them a bit of stick and make sure they keep a bit grounded as well. Right, mate?
1: Yeah, that's it, mate. Bring them down to a bit after we pump them up. Uh, can't, get them have, can't have them getting too high or big-headed. But, uh, yeah, no, those uh, photos are actually great, mate. I was going to touch on the point. If any players could send through, you know, any shots of themselves, it saves me time of, of looking for stuff for graphics. I mean, I haven't published too many graphics yet this season. I've just kind of run out of time doing all the teams this year to do graphics. So I think that team of the week actually actually works well because that doesn't take as long. So, And then we can talk about the stats here. So I think things are going well, mate, on that front.
2: Yeah, we're getting plenty of engagement. We're loving it. Uh, and hopefully you all are as well. But, uh, mate, uh, that's the honourables. Have we got through all the honourables and we're onto the points now here? Is that where we're at?
1: That's where we're at, mate. And we'll give a, a point here to the entrances' second row, a Harley Ridge, 102 metres, five tackle busts, one line break, a tri-assist, a try contribution and a line break contribution. So he's done well for himself there. Um, And he's done well in the first couple of games. So uh, interesting to see how he goes going forward. Number 11, that is for the entrance, Harley Ridge.
2: Yeah, Harley Ridge has been a good performer for them in the early weeks. And uh, look, you know, when you're rolling behind that that, uh, front row and working on the edge of them, uh, undoubtedly it makes it a little bit easier, but he does plenty of heavy lifting himself as well. But it was some of the uh, the back line and uh, two names that are familiar to our listeners more likely than not. One in the entrance colours, one in some other colours in recent years, but now rocking the orange and black of the Tigers.
1: That's right, mate. And, um, well, first of all, we'll give the two points here to Will Pearson. Uh, The entrance is number six. Two try assists, a line break assist, uh, one line break assist, two forced dropouts, 92% defence. Really good by Will. He was a late naming. He wasn't named during the week. Um, and and he's a big reason, I think, why they got this win up. He's really instrumental to that side. His half-partner, Jack Burriston, he's getting better every game for sure, but he's not a dominant yet, uh, probably young in his career compared to Will. So having Will by his side, they work really well together. Um, And yeah, Will's vital for their team, as I'm sure you'll agree.
2: Yeah, he certainly is, mate. Uh, He's been a key linchpin in that halves. And uh, obviously they uh, had Ethan Strange make his way through before the Raiders snaffled him at the end of last year. And, uh, geez, I'm happy they have because he's been uh, one of our stronger performers playing in the Cup side at the moment after starting the year uh, uh, in the juniors program. So, yeah, looking forward to seeing what Ethan Strange can do. But Will Pearce, all that experience is uh, invaluable um, in terms of what he's contributed. But it was a former... Western Suburbs Rosella slash Central Newcastle Butcherboy last year who managed to get the maximum points uh, in terms of the uh, the win over the likes here.
1: Yeah, that's right, mate. It's uh, Thuy Mamau Uta, uh, the winger there, as you mentioned, from Central and West, now at the entrance. He's probably been their best player over the uh, each of the three games, to be fair, mate. He always like, is closer, if not tops the carry count. Really strong returner. We all know that. Uh, well, he scored two tries in this game as well. Had 152 metres three line breaks, three tackle busts, and also a try save slash forced error uh, in a tackle there. So really well done. Um, he's one that his name's going to pop up frequently, and I think, uh, yeah, might, might make a push for team of the year. But those those wing, wing positions are really competitive, mate, as you can imagine with all
0: the attacking staff.
2: They certainly are. Yeah, he's uh, he's been a strong performer the last couple of seasons. He's had a, a few injuries last year at Central, and you can see why, I guess, uh, the entrance... Uh, made the play for him and got him down there, which is great to see. Uh, and hopefully uh, he can continue to lead their charges as they hunt, you know, what are going to be almost as hotly contested as those wing berths, those top five positions. I think we're going to probably get to the last round of the season and have, you know, three or four sides fighting for one or two spots at the bottom of the top five.
1: Yeah, agree, mate, 100%. It's going, going to be very interesting to see, see how we get on. Um, and that leaves us with one last game to cover, I believe. It
2: does, mate. It brings us to Easter Monday. A little, little gap in there for some chocolates some family bonding and a few hot cross buns. And we got to Easter Monday. And uh, there's only three sides left that hadn't played. But, of course, Central Newcastle had the weekend off in first grade. So it was the reigning premiers, Maitland, hosting South Newcastle. And this one, look, I certainly uh, had this one earmarked fairly heavily. And I know we talked about it last week on the show, but... Uh, both with yourself and with Harry O'Brien. Uh, and again, I, I was was remiss of me not to touch on this. Uh, we do send our, our well wishes to Harry in terms of his injury that took him out of the game on uh, Easter Thursday night. Uh, he's been a great friend of the show over the last few years and, and we wish him all the best with getting back on the field. But Maitland hosted Souths and, uh, look, most people would have expected Maitland to be a little bit too strong. Souths w- didn't have their full numbers available. We did see Witty Baker didn't play, but... Uh, it was a cracking battle, mate, uh, up through the middle, but uh, Maitland 20, defeating South 12. Uh, so the pickers, again, at home, continue that dominant record they have at Maitland Sports Ground.
1: Yeah, they do, mate. And um, first of all, as you mentioned with Harry O'Brien, we'll just touch on a few injuries from this match. A couple, uh, so South Centre, Jared Flanagan went off early. I'm not sure what with, maybe lower body. So wish him the best. Uh, Maitland lost Lincoln Smith later in the first half as well. Uh, he's a second rower, uh, re-rolled his ankle, which isn't great. So I see the scans a good news for him going forward. He's also a friend of the show. Um, and then a, a bad injury to Harrison Spruce, who actually came on to replace Lincoln, usually a dummy half, but played um, out, out wide in the second row. Uh, not sure what happened to Harrison, body had to get um, stretched it off, so that's not a good sign. So I wish all three of those boys the best.
2: We certainly do, mate. It's, uh, it's an unfortunate part of rugby league and not one we like to see. Um, but yeah, we wish them all the best, and hopefully they're back on the field and uh, putting on the entertainment that so many of the local fans love seeing. And you know, a couple of names there that are very key to that, uh, uh, both Maitland and Southside, um, in terms of their their aspirations for later in the season. But mate, I'm sure in a cracking game as good as this one was, there was plenty of people for you to dig through the numbers for, and and some honourable mentions as well as uh, some players picking up some big points, possibly even someone picking up maximum points back to back weeks.
1: Yeah, that's right, mate. Um, I was touched on the game as well. It was a, actually a pretty clunky start for this one. Uh, poor completions from both teams to start, which was surprising maybe in each other's heads a bit there. And another, another Frank Paul Sinbin earlier in the game as well. So he's come back, uh, like a wrecking ball full of aggression. He just has to focus that now, I think, going forward. So, uh, given that happened early, South actually did pretty well to stay with Maitland at uh, six mil at half time, as we know. Um, but yeah, mate, Maitland started the better team in that second half. That first little period, I think Bobcat touched on it in the, in the shed wrap as well. And, and I think that's where they won the match, in my opinion, as well. Um, but yeah, we'll, we'll go through the players. Um, yeah, Brock Lamb, uh, in the honorables. I thought he, his kicking was great. Uh, I think he had 13 kicks, 12 were effective. Um, forced a couple of dropouts. Um, so, so that was great by Brock. Uh, his halves partner, Chad O'Donnell, had to try 11.2 meters of carry, a line break, three tackle busts a try contribution a line-break contribution, so I was good enough to get in the second team of the week, as was the performance by Harry Croker. South's usual second row, but had to shift to the centers for parts of this game to carry. Uh, sorry, to cover Jared Flanagan's injury. He had uh, 93% defense, 124 meters, eight tackle busts, a line-break assist, and four offloads. That was spectacular. Uh, but just not good enough to get in the points for me, mate. It was between Harry and this guy for the number one, uh, one point rather.
2: Yeah, well, it's, it's it's a little surprising when we head to the points, mate. Uh, normally when we have a Maitland win, we have a Maitland either clean sweep or they pick up the three and the two. But this is why we love this statistical analysis stuff is because it really shows us in terms of who did the real heavy lifting from a performance point of view on the on the numbers. Uh, two South players, one Maitland player in here. And uh, as you said, it was uh, a line ball decision on who picked up the one point, but it, it went the way of uh, one of the men in the red and white.
3: It did,
1: mate. You're exactly right. Yeah. So obviously everyone has to remember that this is based on statistics, like 90, 90% of this, like 10% I'll lean on what I saw as well. But this is obviously the stat man category and that's what gets you there. So if someone, you know, picks up a player's player or coach's award that doesn't make, doesn't make the points, obviously it's not, not because we're, we you know, ditching him or anything or, 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 not showing good, good faith there. It's just, um, yeah, it's about stats, mate. So. Anyway, so this guy um, had a pretty good statistical game and, and a really good impact from the bench for South. Then its first uh, hit out in South Colors, that was um, Lockie Piper, their front row off the bench. He scored a try late, had the line break with the try, two tackle busts. Um, importantly, they had 11.6 metres of carry, and that was the best in the South team, back and forwards, and 100% in defence. So he caused Maitland some some pretty big issues coming through the middle. Uh, I think um, Simo... And Frank Paul were good when he was on the field as well in that aspect too. So when they get witty back, like we touched on last week, those four. And then um, Affleck as well off the bench, the forward was, was really good in that aspect. So they've got a really good rotation. Oh, plus Jack Welsh, we nearly forgot, friend of the show. So really deep in the forwards, mate. And I'm did, sure that'll you, get them did, some did wins going Carl forward.
2: And, did you mention Carlin and Pettit in that lineup? Oh, geez, I forgot that as so, well, mate. They've, they've got about two teams' worth of forwards. Yeah, they certainly do, you know. Um, and then they're going to drop back into a reserve grade side that's got Dave Dryden leading the ship. Who's uh, this is what happens when you got a front row and second row running first grade and reserve grade. Even their A grades coached by Dwayne Sampson, who, um, <laughs> as anyone who listens to our Newcastle Hunter interview later, might be telling people he's a hooker, but I think he's dreaming. Um, <laughs> but hey, again, a phenomenal four pack on both sides here, mate. So I will leave you to get back to your uh, to wrapping your honourable mentions before I pot anyone else.
1: Yeah, no worries, mate. Um, so, yeah, uh, uh, two points uh, for me go to Alex Langbridge, the Maitland hooker. Uh, just spectacular performance here. Uh, had a try, five tackle busts, a line break, the try assist, a line break assist, 15 metres to carry, 92% defence with 34 tackles, five kick pressures. So, really fantastic by Alex there. Mate,
2: I'd, lo- I'd love to see the stats on the stats here of when both Langbridge brothers play, neither of them getting points. It wouldn't be very frequent.
1: It would not, mate. At least one of them polls. I think they're, they're obviously, as you we know, very
2: talented uh, brothers. There, and if they don't, it's the third brother who goes by soper Lawler. I think that uh, steals their points. <laughs> anyway,
1: <And laughs> he hasn't even played this season, mate. So that he's one to watch coming back. I'm sure he'll rack, rack up the points quickly and get back on track for the stat man uh,
0: player of the year.
2: Yeah, well, it's a weird week, isn't it? Central with the bye and still no Matt Soaper Lawler. So no spider or soaps uh, in the points, mate. Uh, But Alex Langbridge, a good performance there and a key part of the Maitland win, the two points. But who was it that uh, outpointed him, mate? Again, leaning back to the red and the white.
1: Yeah, it was very close between this guy and Alex. Both hookers, actually. So this one obviously goes to Mitch Black, another superb performance, another one that the Knights probably should have kept on the books in the cup team based on their performance. Wouldn't look out of place. Had a try assist, a line break assist, three tackle busts, three offloads. 9.3 9.3 meters a carry with more meters, 53 tackles, which is a game high at 98%. So he's gone out and he's made 53 tackles against I could be the best pack in the in, the, in the league and only missed one tackle, which was phenomenal. Also had five kick pressures. So that work on defense just put him over the edge for me for that that three points, but it was very hard to split him.
2: Mate, that, is, that is absolutely huge numbers. And to do that, as you said, at 98% against you know, a pack of Taylor, Butterfield, Anderson, you know, just to mention the three big middles, but, you know, they've, they've still got the rest of those boys that come through, you know, the Whitfields, the Faitawa, Fytale, Towers, Lincoln Smith, we know, like all of these players, that's, yeah, that's huge to work through the middle. And it's, But again, it's it's one of those things where you watch Mitch Black now and he's started to put up these performances week in, week out. It, won't, it will only be a matter of time before people will start to just expect this of him almost. And, and that's where... I guess again the statistical piece comes back in because we can still highlight, you know, the huge numbers that someone puts up versus uh oh, Mitch Black just put in another classic Mitch Black performance and it's probably something we're guilty of with a lot of the nines in our competition because a lot of them do just roll up the sleeves and get through, you know, dozens and dozens of tackles and plenty of work every week and we're blessed to have that class of nines that we've currently got across the 11 clubs.
1: Yeah, we definitely are mate. There's a number of spectacular nines in this league and um you know, a lot of them rack up that 40, 50, 55 tackles, occasionally a special 60, but it's what they do on the defense and then it's what they can do still on the offense as well. I have that energy to back up a try assist, line break assist, all that sort of stats, language with the try from dummy half. Those, those moments will keep getting them into the points. Even if it's a, you know, against someone that, you know, that might have made 40 tackles, run 170 meters, but not done much else, it's those extra, extra statistical factors that, that get them in the points and. As, as the first team of the week shows this week, we had four hookers. We had, um, Half, uh, Langbridge Black and Mitch Williams all in the hooker lock and two second row positions. So it was a great week for hookers. Yeah,
2: we'll leave that one there. We're, 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 m- m- <laughs> I was to say, we, we, might, we might be uh, being a bit flexible, but geez, we'd be mobile. Um, anyway, we'll move, we'll move on, mate. That brings us to a wrap. The teams of the week, as I said, are on our Instagram and Facebook. So if you haven't seen them already, jump on and check them out. We're not going to run through both of them. Um, so yeah, Leadcastle AUS on Facebook, Leadcastle AU on Instagram. Josh has got them up there. Uh, feel free to get involved. Tell us who you think we've missed, all those sorts of things. We'd love to get the feedback. But let's have a look at the leaderboard, mates. And uh, we ran through quite a bit of them last week. So we might just go, uh, if you want to uh, read the three players that are in equal third on five points, mate, I'll do second. And then you can unveil who, the man who did no, no one's surprise at all, is sitting in first. Cause I think he's the only man that's made all three team of the weeks.
1: Yeah, for sure, mate. So there's five, three players with five points in equal third. Uh, Kai Hopwood for one, we're in second row. Baden Sell, Scorps, halfback, Alex Lane, Maitland Pickers, uh, hook up. So yeah, great work by those boys.
2: And as we touched on in that South and Maitland game, back to back three point efforts from Mitch Black. See him sit in second outright on six points but he's still two points adrift of our runaway leader early in the competition and probably appropriate that this man is a runaway leader. Pardon the horrific pun.
1: <laughs> yeah, three, uh, two, three and a three for Hannity Tua. Sees him on eight points for Cessnock. Their winger now slash fullback. Uh, tremendous statistical output. Um, stats aside, I'm sure Harry at the club and everyone at the club would agree that he's probably been their most valuable uh, so far. Um, so really well done to Hennedy.
2: Yeah, he is absolutely dominating the competition so far, Hennedy Tua. If he keeps this up, you'd be a brave man to back against Cessnock, getting all the way to the big dance and maybe even lifting the trophy. But again, that is the stats man Performers of the week in the Statsman leaderboard. Thanks to Lake Macquarie Forklift Services. Let's now switch tacks, mate. Let's talk tipping. You're alluded to it before nosebleed chats bring us to tipping and mate it's almost as phenomenal as Hennetti's start of the season there's a man here look he, he might well spend a lot of his time in the shadows of his older brother uh, sorry of his brother Jaden in terms of a field goal kicking prop I mean that's that's they're big things to overcome but he started the season <laughs> with three perfect rounds Ethan Butterfield
1: Yes, he has, mate. Uh, 18 points, that is. So obviously 555 five, five, and then you get a bonus point for each round. So 18 points, three points clear of some battler in second under the username Chris Leadcastle. So, uh, well, or second. So well done to Ethan. Tremendous start of the season. And if, as Chris mentioned off here, if you keep it up, maybe you'll get a guest appearance on the show if you're, if you're so lucky
2: if if he can do it for another week or week or two, or you know, at that sort of level, we'll certainly have to get him on the show. I don't, I don't think there'll be any other option because people want his insights into the game. So, mate, uh, yeah, he's, he seems like the Oracle at the moment. He's certainly running. No surprise, Maitland are three from three, and he's probably tipped them because I don't know how safe, safe the home life might be if he starts tipping against Jaden. because, yeah, well, let's be honest, Jaden's a big boy. Uh, but, mate, yeah, hats off to him because it's, it's no mean feat. Some people might get to go, oh, it's only five games. But, again, we've got a number of competitors in our comp. There's a number in the Newcastle Rugby League, and I don't think anyone else has done it across the two comps. So, uh, to, to be Tipping at that level, it's impressive in its own right and it obviously means that he's paying attention to the Denton Cup with absolute aplomb. So, well done to him. And uh, the target's on Ethan's back, I guess, mate, uh, in terms of tipsters chasing him down for the rest of the season.
1: Yes, has he peaked too early is the question for Ethan. That's can he keep it up for the 18 rounds? But uh, tremendous effort. And I I do notice a friend of the show, Kitty, also got a perfect round and and Crello as well, Grant Crellon from Maitland. So... Couple of familiar names, a couple of experts. I'd like to say in the local comp, expecting to get four or five a week at least. So uh, it's heating up. Um, I don't know how many we have. About forty-five people should be a good competition.
2: Certainly, sure, mate. Um, and yeah, we uh, we we encourage you if you uh, start making your way up that leaderboard to make sure you let us know who you are, and we'll give you a shout out because there's some. Um Pseudonyms there that might not be clear on who they are. Let's just put it that way. But one thing I am looking forward to, mate, is the week that Kitty gets a perfect round and Macquarie lose because there's going to be some tension between him and Roach. <laughs> yeah, well, I'm sure we'll pass that on to Roachie. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we won't we, we out on the show necessarily, Kitty, but we will uh, We will <laughs> let Roachie know in a, in, a, in a direct message. Don't worry about that. <laughs> uh, but yeah, so no mate, again thank you for all your work with the Tipping Comp the Teams of the Week, everything else you do I know uh, there's lots of hours that go into it I know the clubs appreciate it and uh, I know Lake Macquarie Forklift Services are pumped to be uh, in partnership with you uh, working through this and seeing where we go with the competition as it, as it heats up but mate, uh, great to see you in that top five alone, four players who, or three that probably haven't really featured at all in our, in our um, leaderboards in previous seasons and two in Baden-Sill and, and Alex Langbridge have popped their head up but weren't really front-runners. So great to see a new breed of players coming through and putting their names up.
1: Yeah, it's fantastic, mate. And um, given it's only early days, I'm sure we'll see some more new guys as well coming up. It's going to be hard to pick a team of the year. But, yeah, everyone, um, look forward to it, I guess. And uh, we've got a lot of teams of the week to get through first. And looking at next week, mate, if you just want to touch on that, some really good games. I don't know what, what the game of the round is for Newcastle Rugby League, but there's a few to pick from.
2: There certainly is. So Saturday sees Lakes at home for the first time this year at Carlover. They'll host Northern Hawks in first grade. Uh, Western Suburbs, they'll host Cessna. That one's always a bit of a grudge match, I feel like. It uh, dates back to the 90s when they played in some big games. So that one will be an absolute cracker. West slowly starting to find their form, just not converting it all into wins. Macquarie versus Curry, that's the uh, the uh, Steve Kidd Cup, as I like to call it. Kitty obviously plied his trade up at Curry and then Coach Macquarie. Uh, he uh, will, will love me saying that. But Macquarie back at Lyle Peacock for, I think, the first time this season. And then Wyong up against Central. Central fresh off the buy. Wyong yet to taste defeat. And then this one, mate, this one I think is really interesting. The battle of the forward packs. The entrance up against South. So I know Witty Baker will be chomping at the bit if he's back in after another week sat out. Uh, the entrance will undoubtedly, I think, target Frank Paul Nualsala. As you said, he's been aggressive, but uh, he needs to channel and control that. Is undoubtedly they're talking about in at Townsend Oval. But, uh, mate, can you think about this? Frank Paul Nuisala versus David Fafido. Like, If that's not enough, if you're free on Sunday afternoon, it's the only Sunday game to get you to Edsac Oval. Geez, if you're, if you're anywhere within about a 45-minute radius, like if, if I wasn't calling games elsewhere, I, I would be looking at going to this game. It's going to be an absolute cracker seeing those two go toe-to-toe, as well as, you know, you throw in uh, Woods and Nawakatabu and the plethora of Ford, Simpson, uh, Baker, Pettit, Welsh, all these guys that are at Souths it's going to be an absolute cracker before and that's before you get to the back lines.
1: Oh exactly mate that's and it's a standalone Sunday game uh, it's going to be great everyone should either get to the game or tune in all of us will be tuned in I'm doing a bit of work back here in sydney but uh, yeah I'd definitely go so if I didn't have to call, uh, crawl all these games to stats, it's, it's one of those ones that yeah you can't miss if you can go.
2: Yeah certainly get down there enjoy some of the wonderful Tuis product that'll be on offer and uh get amongst it. But uh, yeah, I'm not sure what'll be the match of the round, but there's, uh, actually I am. I've just looked and the feature match is the West versus Cessna game, which you can completely understand. Uh, but geez, it, it had to be close in terms of uh, quite a few of those uh, those games uh, being available on, for round four. It's a cracking game, a cracking round. And looking at that, if someone said to me, you've, you've got to go and call one of these games. Sometimes in previous years, you've got there and gone, geez, I don't know how exciting that's going to be, but... I'd be, uh, I'd be pretty red hot about going to any of these this week. Five cracking fixtures and, uh, yeah, encourage people to get out. And if you can't get out, as Josh said, the, the value in a Bar TV subscription is worth it. And the great news is a portion of that goes back to your chosen club. So if you're a Curry supporter, you put it in when you sign up and a portion of your money that you pay each month for live streaming access goes back to your chosen club. So it's a great opportunity and, you know, you can watch all of the games and watch the replays. And if you're a real glutton for punishment, then you can actually listen when I commentate them or you can just put it on mute.
1: <laughs> no, you set yourself sure, mate. You're a good caller. If you're glutton for punishment, you'll crawl all of them for statistics. So if you feel like wanting to do that, give us a shout out. Could use a hand. <laughs> but um, no, 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 nothing taken away, mate. These, these pictures, these players, these games, make it actually really enjoyable to get to it. Um, you know, if this was a lower-level comp, we, we, you know, it would be very tough. But it's a pleasure to go through each game in slow motion to get these numbers. These players um, are really talented, mate. As we mentioned numerous times, could be at a high level, a lot of them. Some of them coming up, it's good to learn about them. So uh, another good weekend of footy coming up. I can't wait for it, mate. We'll have another wrap um, this time next week.
2: We certainly will, mate. And we'll just wrap it out with uh, the, the high of Newcastle and Canberra both winning because, let's be honest, it's not going to happen too often across the 27 rounds this year. <laughs>
1: No, it's not, mate. I thought, um, I was at that game, luckily, and, and so were you. Obviously, we, we didn't coordinate, unfortunately. Couldn't meet up, but, uh, yeah, really gusty effort by the Knights. That tone was set early. Uh, that cover tackle by Lockie Miller, and then even more impressively, Tyson Brazil, a la Darren Albert on Matt in the, in the, well, maybe don't go that far, but it was, it was, it was really good to watch, mate. And then some goal line defence was great by the boys. Um, Crossland probably had his best game in Knights colours so far, which, which, to be fair, I doesn't say too much, but he, he is building in a young career, mate. And, um, he's moved to nine this week, was it? as we touched on Braley, unfortunately, did his ACL. Two ACLs across the NRL, mate, uh, Dewey and Braley, so it's not good to see guys that have done it before. Um, but pass on to the Raiders, mate. You can give them a wrap.
2: Yeah, the Raiders, look, they did they did pretty well, and, uh, yeah, I'm pretty pumped with the win. Uh, very gritty without uh, Joe tappanay as well, so... Mate, I don't want to gloat too much, but uh, Bowell, if you're listening, uh, mate, what's happening with your Broncos? You can't be losing to no <laughs> Raiders without happening without But, yeah, no, mate, uh, good to take the two points. And the way we're travelling at the moment, just happy to have uh, some players coming back in. And, mate, Jared Croker back in was was absolutely phenomenal. So that's the, uh, the, the highlight for me, him being back in. And hopefully he can string together some games now and get to 300. Uh, I did love, I don't know if yeah, you I saw Willie Mason's good. post about him. And it was a, a fair point around, you know, players just making sure you don't go and kick stones and win your manager when you get dropped. He's a bloke who was an absolute fixture. He's a club captain, all these sorts of things, and he spent the best part of a year in reserve grade working his way back from injuries and other things and finally got back and just absolutely starred. So that's the attitude that all players should be approaching it with. And certainly if I ever get dropped to a lower podcast than this one, I don't know if there is any. <laughs> um, that's the way I'll approach it to try and make my way back to join you again, mate. Uh,
1: yeah, it was a great post by Big Willie. And, um, yeah, it was great to see... Croker did so well uh, from a stats point of view. Also had no missed tackles. He was going up against Stags as well. So um, yeah, really good to see him back. Hopefully he stays healthy. Um, but yeah, that's good stuff for the Raiders, mate. Let's cherish that that round and move forward with with somewhat somewhat of confidence level. I guess.
2: Somewhat of confidence level, indeed. That's that, that's a very vague statement itself. Somewhat of confidence level. I like it, um, and <laughs> you know. Mate, we're chasing back-to-back. I don't know about you. If you guys can get back-to-back scalps, Penrith's a big one. We've got St. George, though, so anything is possible. But that's enough non-real NRL. We're all here for the real NRL, mate. A big thank you to you again, wrapping a uh, great uh, stats man Performers of the Week, and the Tipping Comp, thanks to Lake Macquarie Forklift Services uh, and Nosebleed Chats. But, yeah, we really appreciate it, mates, and uh, look forward to pulling apart what looks on paper an absolute belter of a round four with you again next week.
1: Can't wait, mate. Good luck for your tipping. Everyone else is having a tip. Good luck. Gamble responsibly. (laughs) Have a good
3: weekend.
2: Well, thanks as always to Josh there for another Cracking Statsman segment. Thanks to Lake Macquarie Forklift Services. We're going to take a short break and we're going to rejoin you to pick apart the Denton Engineering Cup with Western Suburbs Rosellas star, Ryan Stig. All right, thanks to Shipley Meets at Rutherford. It's now time to dig into the Denton Engineering Cup, and we are fortunate to have former Newcastle Knights, now West and Suburbs Rosella's half Ryan Stig on the show. Uh, Ryan, thanks for coming on League Castle, mate.
3: Oh, you're welcome, mate. Thank you for having me.
2: Mate, uh, great to see you back in the uh, the local league. Obviously, uh, for those who know your backstory, uh, a local junior who came through the the Maitland systems, if you will, and uh, mate uh, went on to bigger and better things. You then obviously had some some pretty big challenges, but uh, made it al- almost full circle, mate, to to be back in the Denton Denton Cup now.
3: Yeah, no, yeah, you're right, mate. Um, I did um come through the grade um locally um, yeah, played a lot of my footy in Maitland um as you mentioned, and um. Yeah, came through. Um, played, yeah, all my junior footy with the Knights, and then was yeah lucky enough to um, debut, played played on a and um, yeah, it was a great time. And yeah, my career got cut short, which was um, yeah massive bummer. And um, I think still something I'm I'm probably pro- processing still. But um, yeah, worked hard on my health, and um, I love footy, so um, yeah, uh, Stony, who I played played um, under at Newcastle, he was back coaching West and um, I'd been doing a fair bit of training and stuff, so I thought I'll why not um, play again, so yeah, and here we are, so
2: yeah. Here we are mate, uh, how's it been, uh, Maitland on West, you know, quite a rivalry at the moment, how was it uh, pulling on the, the red, white and green for the first time?
3: <laughs> um Well yeah, it's probably, you know, growing up in Maitland, there is rivalry in it, um, yeah, it's kind of, I suppose. You, you were never thought to go and play for West, but um, yeah, it was all right, mate. Um, football clubs, the football clubs, and um, I think for the most part, it's really, really good blokes wherever wherever you play footy, and um, West is no different um, as it, as I was in Maitland growing up, and um, yeah, I'm well, privileged and honoured to be part of such a, um, a club with such a rich, rich history um, as West does, so. Um, Yeah, no, it's good, mate. It's good to pull on the jersey, and, um, yeah, I'm enjoying my time there um, at the
2: moment. And it's certainly a different time at West. Uh, They, you know, obviously were once the powerhouse. They had a couple couple more challenging seasons in recent times. A lot of young guys coming through, probably not the traditional, you know, what West were known for, where they were known for just, you know, or, or the allegation was that they would just buy in almost whole teams. There's a lot of West juniors that have come through there, um, now starting to make their way into the grade. So I'm sure knowing you as well, might you be enjoying, I guess, some of those young players coming through and having that opportunity to work with the young guys that are stepping into grade.
3: Yeah, I suppose. Yeah. Um, that was what I think people sort of thought, thought West has. And um, I think, yeah, they have sort of looked to blood, blood some younger guys. Um, and yeah, I am I am really enjoying um, playing and, and training and, um, spending time with some of the younger guys I've, um, sort of been trying to, um, I suppose, yeah, spend a bit of time and, um, yeah, teach what I can, pass back what I can. And, but I, I love the, um, the young kids, you know, the exuberance and that. I, um, I remember when I was like that and I reckon you can feed off that as well when you get a little bit older. So, um, yeah, some good kids coming through there at the moment and, um, I think everyone's trying really hard. I think there's been some improvement, um, definitely from the last season. Um, and I think we're we're close. We're improving, but um, we'll see how we go the rest of the year. We'll just keep trying to improve as the weeks go on.
2: And and looking at the team lists in recent weeks, as we said, there are quite a few you know young guns and. Some others that, you know, I mean, Max Bediris has been around for a couple of years, your halves partner. But it's a real mix of those young and the experience. You've got guys like yourself. You've got Matty Herman, who it feels like he's been around forever in a day. Fraser Price as well, who's um, got plenty of experience. And, of course, Ben Stone, who's uh, leading you around as a captain, mate. So do do you feel that mix is is really starting to go in the right direction um, for West to to put you, I guess, in the right spot come the back end of the year?
3: Oh, look, hopefully... um yeah, we do have a mix. Um, I think uh, some of the young guys are, are doing really well. I think um, I think experience is always good. Whether we could do a little bit more experience, time will tell. But, um, yeah, I think um, if us older guys can sort of steal the ship and um, we can maintain consistency, um, I think we can be there at the, the right time of the year. Um, I think on the weekend, we we had a couple of um, our sort of more experienced guys out, and I personally view Wyong as a sort of um, top four team. They're, they're a good team with some experience, and I thought we hung in with, with them a long time, so um, I think that was positive signs. you know what I mean? We can only keep building on that. It's only our second game together, so yeah, I'm hopeful, mate. I'm hopeful we can um, get that mix right, and... Um, yeah, footy season's a lot like it's it's a long time, you know. It's not how you sort of start the season, it's a bit of a cliche, but it's how you finish it. And then we can keep, yeah, if we can you know, keep improving, yeah, well, hopefully we can be there at the end.
2: Well, West showed that last year, mate. Um, a little too late in the end, but uh, a very slow start of the season, then finished like a house on fire and almost snuck into the finals. So, um, it shows you, you know, if you can get things right, sort of midway through this first round, if you will, um, that uh, yeah, as you say, it's quite a long season, and it's about peaking at the right time.
3: Yeah, that's right. Yeah, and uh, I think um, just just about improving, you know, as long as we're improving and getting better, um, we put ourselves in a good position to win, and uh, I think that's just, I suppose, talk about the mix if us older guys can be driving that, you know, just let's improve every week and get a little bit better and you know, whether the results go away or not, well, <clears throat> let's just, um, use, you know, the lessons we learned and, and just keep getting better. And, um, yeah, hopefully I think if you do that, you give yourself a good chance to be peaking at the right time. So, um, yeah, I, I think that's the goal moving forward. And, um, yeah, we sort of started okay. We won our first game and had a, um, close loss against Wong but, um, yeah, we'll, we'll keep building as the season
2: goes. Hopefully, yes, it's certainly going to be a long season. But you touched on some of those young players before. Uh, a couple of surnames that lots of local rugby league fans will recognise in Badiris and Moody are uh, two of the players yeah, I know really? that are the young ones coming through. Who, who else can you, I guess, you know, let the fans of either other clubs or West know about that uh, are coming through? Whether they're guys that are in first grade now or guys that might push their way in during the year. Um.
3: Yeah. Well, obviously, moods and beds. Um. Their names are synonymous nice with um, Newcastle Rugby League. Um, really impressed with the young guy, Preston, um, who's been coming off the bench for us. He's only young. A um, uh, young guy, Isaiah, he plays in the halves or fullback. Um, I've been impressed with him. He got some uh, head knock in the trial, so he's he's in, on the way back. i um, just trying to think. Who else? Um There's some good guys working hard in reserve grade as well. Um, So, yeah, there's a couple, mate, a couple of young guys. I think Preston's only uh, 19. I think he did the preseason with Fleek, but, yeah, just plays the game. Really like how he plays the game. Um, Really tough, and um, I think he's got a big future. So.
2: Yeah. yeah, there's a couple, mate, for you. Yeah, Preston's been one who's been a, a part, I think, of, as you say, the Knights junior system's last couple of years. I've had the for- good fortune of calling him a couple of times, and he's certainly very talented. And, mate, as, as always, yeah, West, he goes good. West 19s are reasonably strong as well. A couple of good halves there too. I think Kynan Toomey um, and young yeah, Tyrese scored yeah. are uh, two to watch.
3: Yeah, Toomey was doing a bit um, in the pre-season and got a really good attitude. He eh? trains really well, so I think that's sort of, a fair building block to um, becoming a decent footballer. He could have a good work work ethic. He could train hard, and he seems seems to do that. And he's got some good skills. So yeah, hopefully he continues to progress as well.
2: Excellent, mate. Well, hopefully they keep developing. Put the pressure on you uh, and keep that youthful enthusiasm uh, uh, firing you up as well, mate. Like like you said before. But let's yeah, let's, I can feed off it. Let's let's turn to this week, and uh, we'll, we'll run through the other games first because we know that uh, in the match the round who you'll be tipping. But I'll just get your thoughts really quickly, and I know you've probably only seen bits of some of these sides, so uh, we're not going to hold you too heavily to any tips, but a big a big Saturday, <laughs> yeah. four games. First of all, both Lakes and Northern Hawks looking for their first win of the season, mate. Uh, do you think the Hawks, you obviously saw them in round one in a, in a low-scoring affair, do you think they can upset Lakes down at Carl or will Dil Pythian and the Lakes boys be too strong?
3: Well, yeah, I haven't I haven't seen a heap of them. I've seen uh, Lakes play against Maitland a few weeks, first round. Um, I thought they were really impressive, um, but... I think the Hawks are pretty close, mate. They have some quality players in their team. Um, is Walsh he playing? Do
2: you know? Uh, which Walsh is that, mate? Uh, Luke. Got, I was going to say Luke. Sorry, uh, Luke. There's no team named yet, mate. So we, we, we're not yeah, sure right. yet. But, yeah, obviously they've got young Liam um, as well.
3: I'll go, I'll go the
2: Hawks. The Hawks for their first win. Yeah, first
3: win. First win. Yeah.
2: Next up, the uh, the game that we're calling here at Lee Castle, the Steve Kidd Cup. Uh, Macquarie hosting Curry. Curry, the, the uh, club that uh, Kitty... Illustriously played for for some time and then Macquarie yeah. where he coached. So yep. this, this will be an interesting one, mate. Uh, Curry have probably thrown above their weight with a lot of suspensions and things in recent weeks, but uh, yeah, no, it's yeah. A big game against Macquarie.
3: Um, oh, I think just going off um, last season, I don't know a heap about the two teams um, this year. I haven't seen much of them. Just going off last season, I think Macquarie, they were in the grand final, were they? So yep. probably. Yeah, um, I know. Who um, they've got some quality in that team. So yeah. Not that um, Curry don't, but yeah, I know a couple of their players, and I think yeah, probably have to go with Macquarie.
2: Go with the Scorps, lovely, mate. Uh, the final yeah. Saturday game, Wyong, who you saw on Easter Thursday, they come up against Central Newcastle, mate. Uh, are Wyong going to continue their run? You touched on them being a top four side, from your view?
3: Yeah, I thought they were pretty good, I think. um, Yeah, I I yeah, I haven't seen much Central yet. Um, but, yeah, I'd probably go along. I think, mate. Yep.
2: Lovely. And this, the one Sunday game, which is the entrance hosting South. South really took it to Maitland last week, but the entrance have been strong, yeah. and obviously the, the benefit of having David Fafita coming off your bench never goes astray.
3: Yeah, obviously he had some impact there. Um, yeah, I was impressed with South. I think um, we've got um, some good, good players there and um, really good coaching staff. Um, so yeah, I I watched them play against Maitland on Saturday. They, they look they look really well coached and and they um, stuck it to Maitland for a long time.
2: So I'd probably go south, mate. South, I like it. And of course, mate, yeah. uh, Harker Oval match of the round on Saturday. We know who you'll be tipping, but uh, this, <laughs> yeah, this this is yeah. certainly a uh, a good opportunity for you guys to come up against the ladder leaders, mate, in Cessnock. They've been really impressive. Uh, they've had a, a few chops and changes in their halves with Syker only being available for two of their three. Uh, Harry O'Brien went down on the weekend at fullback, and to, uh, like in terms of what we're looking at, has probably been the form player in the competition so far, which is not too bad for a bloke who spent most of the, the first three rounds on the wing.
3: Yeah, um, yeah, it's going to be a big challenge for us, mate. Um, they've got some good players in their team, and um, they're a big physical team. So, um, yeah, we just got to bring bring our best and um, see how we go. But um, yeah, I'm confident in my boys. They um, we're improving every week and um, yeah, as you said, it'll be a good test and um, and regardless of the result, we'll just take our lessons and learn and, and grow and hopefully it's a victory. So um uh, but yeah, we're looking forward to it. So it
2: will certainly be a, a cracker. Big, it's a it's cool always one. been a bit of a rivalry. West and not going back to the nineties, so it'd be great to see, hopefully you get a as bumper. A bit, okay. Bumper I didn't ground. know
3: about that rivalry.
2: Yeah, it goes back yes. to some grand finals in the late nineties, probably just before yours and my time, mate. But uh, as a, a bit of a train spotter, um, yeah, oh, I've certainly time, spotted yeah. that. But mate, I'm uh, I'm backing you boys in. I, I think you can get the upset win uh, against them at home. But uh, I've also got my money on Steve Widders' first try scorer. Um, so <laughs> I, I like to put a bit of pressure on Wids. Uh, he's uh, he's a bit uh, cheeky yeah. sometimes and, and a fan favourite on our show.
3: He's been playing really well too. I've been really impressed with uh, the way he plays the game. mate. he really competes and. Got good footwork and speed, so yeah, it's been um, yeah, it's been good playing with Stevie. So I'll let him know you have backed him.
2: Yeah, he'll he'll appreciate that 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 added weight uh, on his shoulders, mate. But a big thank you to you for coming on. Good luck on the weekend. Uh, as I said, it is the uh, Bar TV match of the round, so everyone can tune in for free and watch the game if they can't get to Harker. First preference should always be getting there, uh, getting a few blue tins in and uh, enjoying what'll be a cracking encounter.
3: Yeah, it should, hopefully it's a nice day and good afternoon down at Harker. It's always nice for the other.
2: All right, well, best of luck, mate, and again, thank you for coming on. Appreciate it. Thanks for having me,
3: mate. Cheers.
2: Big thanks to Ryan. We appreciate him giving up his time to pop on to the show this week, and uh, thanks to him and the Western Suburbs Club, and, of course, to Shipley Meets at Rutherford, who bring us all of our 2023 Denton Engineering Cup content. We're going to take another short break, and we'll be back in a moment with Dora Creek Swampy's captain, Scott Fitzpatrick. Let's dig into the Newcastle and Hunter Community Rugby League thanks to Lake Macquarie Forklift Services and we are fortunate enough to be joined by none other than the returning captain of the Dora Creek Swampies, the defending A-grade Premier's Scott Fitzpatrick, or Webby as he's better known a lot around the club down there. Webby, welcome back to League Castle, mate.
0: Thank you very much for having me again, mate. Appreciate it.
2: Now, mate, um, did, uh, you're taking things very seriously this year. went and did a bit of pre-season training with the Wong Roos, uh, only for Hobes to lure you back, mate.
0: Nah, he didn't lure me back, mate. Again, I begged.
2: <laughs> mate, um, people are going to start talking about you too. You spent spending a lot of lot of seasons together, but uh, it's a partnership that's delivering really well down at uh, Neville Thompson Oval,
0: mate. The, the bloke just the bloke lives and breathes footy. We, we've seen it. You had him on the podcast last year, and, and and he just loves it, mate. And, and look, if anything, this year we've we've got a lot of hard work against. Uh, against some quality opposition in Dudley and, and the likes of this year, and, and looking forward to it, I think that this this year more than ever, these guys are going to think they've got got an opportunity. But but we're um, we're ready to rip right in.
2: Yeah, mate. Uh, in in terms of the season ahead, a few departures uh, from the squad that you had last year. A few a few boys have headed up to or the squads, I should say, with the A and the C grade. A few boys have headed up to Morrison and a few uh, headed further afield as well.
0: Yeah, mate. Look the. The Bulls got a couple of boys in the in, in the low brothers, um, buckled on them. I'm, I'm looking forward to seeing what they can do this year. I, um, they give us a, a good challenge the other week there for the first half, and and no, uh, I, th- I think they'll give that big comp a shape. I oh, know that's pretty strong in itself with with the likes of Raymond Terrace. It's, it's actually got a couple of our old players as well in there this year, but um, and then Clarky, we lost Clarky obviously ret- through to retirement. Who knows? He might come back at some point throughout the season.
2: Yeah, it certainly certainly opens it up. And as you said, a couple of teams that have recruited well. Uh, I know Dudley's recruited well. Uh, Waratah, Looking dangerous. some of the names that they've uh, signed. A few of the boys that have applied their trades at a couple of different uh, clubs, including a few that were at uh, Belmont South at different points in the Simon Brothers, etc. Or Chase Bamback and uh, Luke Hoppy as well, who were at... Uh, Luke was at South last year. So it's certainly going to be an interesting competition. And University in Katara might be uh, some interesting sides as well. But Woodbury, one you can't write off either.
0: No nah, mate, it's 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 great to see this year that, that we've got eight teams that are willing to stick their hand up and uh, get stuck into say grade comp. We've seen it the past couple of years where there have been sides that have sort of that have been put there that haven't really been interested and there's been forfeits and whatnot. Like I said to you last year, I think we only played eleven games throughout the whole season. But but this year with a with a lot stronger opposition, looking forward to to what should be a one of the best comps we've seen in the past sort of five to six years. I I reckon.
2: Yeah, it's certainly shaping that way and uh, as we said, some of those uh, recruits and, and different pieces that have either come back to the A-grade comp, some people that might have been away for a year or two or have joined the A-grade comp from uh, higher levels, we've got Jackson Myers who was knocking on the door of first grade at South, has also joined uh, Waratah, so another name to watch, a few handy players at Dudley as we talked about and uh, South's undoubtedly under the tutelage of Dwayne Sampson who uh, I know you know reasonably well now from around the football traps, uh, There side you can never underestimate either.
0: Mate, I heard he's got himself playing hooker. He reckons he's been training that out. I don't know how true it is, but he's uh, been mixing it up around the hooker ruck.
2: Mate, apparently. If, if anything, I saw Sambo at footy the other week, and look, if he's lost fifteen kilos, he's found twenty. But that's all right. He's uh, <laughs> he's he's got it between the ears, as Sambo. Mate, I've seen on social media though, they've been doing four a.m. Sunday morning training sessions. The Souths A Grade boys. So
0: that's a photo that he's had in his phone from way back, mate. Surely. That's not 4am. Well, I'm, not, be. Look,
2: not, I'm not, not sure what they're doing for training at 4am on a Sunday morning, but hey, look, you know, team bonding's important at this level of football.
0: <laughs> and if anyone knows about team bonding, I bet you it's Sambo.
2: Yeah, he's certainly a social character. Is our man Sambo, and uh, undoubtedly he'll be uh, looking for a right of reply on the show in no, no time at all, and uh, we'll probably have one <laughs> in the next couple of weeks, mate. But in, in terms of things, uh, you know, we're only a week and a half away from the season kicking off, mate, and you do take on Dudley, so we know that Ethan Cook obviously uh, ex-New South Wales Cup player played a lot of first grade at Central as well is now at the helm of them he's saying he's not likely to play this year not likely doesn't mean no but I don't expect we'll probably see him first round but they've got some key recruits and it's probably going to be a good measure of where both teams are at in round one
0: yeah it definitely will be mate we've, like I said we, we've we've got a mindset this year that the complacency complacency is going to be key for us we, we can't fall into any traps we, a few of us including myself and Marbles and Marfalipa and the likes of aren't getting any younger and, and it just means that we've got to work harder on the training paddock. Um, mate, I, I do a lot outside of footy training as well every morning in the gym and stuff like that just to keep myself fit and these guys are knocking on the door. I mean Liam Boney and the likes of from Dudley aren't going to sit down and, and, and lay, lay down to us, are they? So Mate, we're all we're all ripping in and 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 ready to go. Like I said, I, I can't wait for this season. I, I just think that that out of the past sort of five years I've been up at Dora Creek, this is the one where it's going to mean the most when we when we bust our ass throughout the year at training every night for each other, and um, and take home the chocolates at the end of the year, hopefully.
2: Yeah, mate, it looks like it's going to be an absolute cracker of a season, as you said. And you know, I don't think in, in years gone past, it's kind of almost been that point, as you said, where teams have got there and just said, look, you know, it's not worth making the trek down to Dora or, you know, we're just going to get towed up or whatever else it might be. So it looks like it's going to be the most even. It looks really competitive. And I can see a case being made for all eight of the teams and why they'll be there, you know, when the when the whips are cracking come sort of August in the finals. But, mate, in terms of turning the, the lens back inwards and Dora Creek, who was, we obviously know some of those names you listed off before yourself, Miles, Filippo, those sorts of guys who've been around a little bit. Are there any new faces, new names that we need to keep an eye on?
0: I can't pronounce them. Um, <laughs> there's, there's a few, mate, there is there is a few boys that that have that have mentioned um, the way out from down. I think they were down Hay, down okay. playing some footy down Hay. A couple of Fijian fellas that have that have rocked up and, and mate they can they can definitely move. Um, I don't know, but Barney, we got Barney from from Woodbury last year, which will be an interesting one when we uh, when we play them. He, he rocked up to, to and, and he's left Woodbury and come and play playing for us this year. Uh, he played a bit of back row and centre for them last year, I think. Yep. Um, Mate, who else have we got? There's a, mate. There's a couple of C graders that, that that are actually going to get an opportunity early on this year. That, that that's going to be good to see as well. Like I said, mate, I, I'm that I'm, said I'm, 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 I'm honest when I say it that that this is the one year that that we're going to have to really really work extra hard to, to get what we want. Um, and like I said, we're gonna to, gonna to rely on depth. We haven't gone gone and signed. A million players, like everyone says we do every single year, we're going to rely on the, the C-grade depth. They had a good year last year and there's a few young kids coming through. So it'll be, it'll be an interesting first sort of three to four rounds to really get a gauge on where we're at.
2: Yeah, certainly. be interesting to see how it shows up, mate. And, and I think that's one of the great things. I know Hobes was really pushing that last year when he was on the show was around that concept of C-grade being a pathway, not just being a second team that runs alongside A-grade. And, and that, that proof in the pudding will be there by the sounds of the opening rounds, which is really exciting for... I guess, the local talent pool and those guys that did, you know, um, probably exceeded a lot of people's expectations in terms of how well they performed in C grade last year.
0: Yeah, mate. We've there, there's, I've been back there for, for about three or four weeks now with the boys training and, and stuff like that. And, and it's been really good to see these kids ripping in. They, they really want a shot at being being a part of the A grade side and, and really looking forward to it, eh? Really, really looking forward to that side of things.
2: And in terms of the C-grade, mate, they uh, also will play uh, round one at home. So you've got both sides at home. They take on Budgie Roy, who've been a bit of a force, mate. Um, you know a little bit about the coast competition. They're a side that's really gone to the next level over the last couple of years, Budgie Roy, So it'll, that'll be an absolute cracker as well. So a big day uh, round one down at Dora Creek Oval.
0: Yeah, that's the other thing I was going to touch base with you, mate. We speak about this A-grade comp and how, how, how strengthened it is. You look at B-grade and even C-grade this year, mate, our C-grade, Budgie there's a few other sides down there that, that have, have got some good talent. I mean, Hamilton, you can never write Hamilton off every yep. year. They they, they they play unbelievable. So I'm looking forward to that C-grade comp. I think Shortland, Sh- Shortland Short, Short,
2: Shortland, Lakes, and, and Walls End, Maryland, who uh, Lowy, Lowy, the evergreen Jeremy Lowe will be running around again. But I saw, I saw one of their team lists from the trials as well. And it, look, it looked like a really solid C-grade team, and they rested Lowy and a couple of others. So it's, it's a little six-team comp that's got some punch in it um they've broken it up this year for those that aren't familiar and broken into c grade south and north so it does limit the travel a bit Um, so there's a few little derbies there and you know i mean as far as you're going is sort of hamilton and shortland and but that that's going to be a a red hot competition and we know lakes gave it a red hot crack last year when they went into the c grade comp and they've um they've made a few changes aaron morris who uh played at belmont south who you probably know and um, then captain uh sorry played for swansea last year captain coach belmont south before that is uh coaching them this year so they won't be um, short of uh, some, some coaching and uh, Newcastle and Hunter experience, that's for sure.
0: Yeah, I've seen, mate, they, they played, I'm pretty sure they played Wong in a trial a couple of weeks ago and, and given them a bit of a touch-up, I'm pretty sure. I think it was their sort of mixed mixed third grade and, and second grade. And and Lakes put a score on them, mate. So, yeah, I, I think Lakes will be right there again as well. well.
2: It'll be interesting to see. I think Friday night uh, they're playing Dudley in a trial, so that uh, will be a big challenge for them, a little local derby there. It'll be interesting to see what Dudley roll out, but uh, there'll be no love lost if uh, Chop gets out there, because he did uh, obviously play alongside Bones, Lamboni Boney, uh, at Belmont South for a couple of years there, so I'm sure those two boys will get into each other nicely.
0: Yeah, well, I'm really looking forward for, to, to have him back in that competition, mate. I, I know that he went up to Denver there last year and uh, played up there, but um, he's a good player, mate. He's a, he's a good quality footballer, and he, 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 once he once he gets into the grind of his football in our in A-grade comp, he, he can... Um, and he can win a game on the back of his own kicking game just with the way he plays. He's incredible.
2: He certainly can, mate. And uh, very handy off the tee as well, which, you know, in close games never goes astray. He's been uh, probably, I think, last time he's in the competition, maybe two of the last three years he was in, he was either leading point scorer or very close to. Yeah. So, yeah. one to watch, mate. But uh, I guess a week and a half. What's the plan for the uh, week and a half leading into the season for the Dora Creek boys, mate? Any last-minute hit-outs for you? As we said, Dudley, I know they've got a, a game coming up, a few of the other sides as well, getting in some last-minute games. I think Waratah might be playing West Walls end.
0: No, I've got to nurse our old fellas through it, mate. You know that. We've only had the one
2: trial and uh,
0: steady the ship.
2: <laughs> need to keep the legs fresh by the time you get to August, right? <laughs>
0: uh, mate, that's exactly right.
2: No, nah, mate,
0: it's just nice and quiet for us. We, um, well, The Seagrade had a trial the week before the Morrissettes, um, Charity Shield, uh, and I think we'll, we've got a, a pretty big opposed session tonight and Thursday night, and then I think we've got a, we've got a bit of team bonding paintball on Saturday, and then uh, then we go into the comp the week after. So just looking forward to it.
2: Should be an absolute cracker, mate. Uh, in terms, of, and of course, remiss of me not to mention uh, the women's tackle as well, who also played Dudley round one. So a little bit confusing because it sits under a different competition this year. Um, not run by the Newcastle Hunter Rugby League but sort of somewhat run alongside the community competition which was the uh, reserve grade of the women's and uh, as Dora Creek have for the last few years mate another women's tackle side in there who'll uh, yeah so that'll make it a, uh, a big day out that first round I, I would suggest at, at uh, Dora Creek yeah they've got good numbers mate they, um,
0: they've they got good numbers and, and they had a trial just before we played Morissette the, the game before we played Morissette and Against Budgie and um, and I think they put a bit of a score on them, mate. They've got they've got a couple of girls back that were back there two or three years ago, and with with someone like Nathan Anderson, I don't know if you've you've bumped into him around the traps much, mate. But mate, that that, that guy does a lot for women's rugby league. Um, he did a lot for the Central Coast and the Outdoor Creek. have had him there last year and this year, and, and um, mate, they'll as long as he's around, they'll, they'll they'll keep strengthening and and they'll they'll go well this year. They really will.
2: Uh, Well, great to see, mate. Good to see the three clubs and and an awesome opportunity. As you said, I know there's been some home games that probably haven't occurred that should have in recent years. So great way to kick off the season. Uh, against some strong opposition in week one and uh, certainly having both the Dudley sides down there will be an absolute cracker. So we wish you all the best for the season, mate, and look forward to catching up with yourself and the illustrious Dave Hoban during the season as you undoubtedly uh, are giving season 2023 a red-hot crack.
0: Yeah, no, we will, mate. Thank you very much.
2: A big thanks to Webby there and, of course, the Lake Macquarie Forklift Services for bringing us all of the Newcastle and Hunter community rugby league content in season 2023. We appreciate them being on board, uh, as well as our other partners, Shipley Meets at Rutherford and Sharp DS Central Coast, the key partners for season 2023. Nosebleed Chats as well, who bring us the tipping contest for the Denton Engineering Cup. It's been a bumper episode. A big thanks to Ryan Stig. A big thanks, of course, as always, to my wonderful co-host, the Statsman, who brings you all of the statistical plethora of information that you could ever want around the Denton Engineering Cup and all of its key performers. He's also the man behind all of the wonderful content that you see on our Instagram as well. So uh, without Josh, a lot of what you see and hear doesn't happen, so big thanks to him. Uh, but yeah, Ryan and Scott for coming on. Uh, we'll be uh, looking to launch with some Central Coast teams from next week. We'll also be hoping to get in contact with a few of the Group 21 clubs. So if you are from a Group 21 club and you'd like to get Bit of uh, I guess airtime on Lee Castle, and certainly reach out to us. Otherwise, we'll make our best efforts to uh, reach out to each of the teams. Make sure you enjoy your footy this weekend. It is the last round. Uh, last weekend, sorry, before Newcastle Hunter kicks off on the Anzac round. We've got round uh, four of the Newcastle Rugby League kicking off as well. So that season uh, continuing to heat up across the grades. also got the Women's Country Championships up in Coffs Harbour where we've got the Newcastle Maitland Region representative side playing up there in the Northern Conference pool games across Saturday and Sunday. So we'll bring you a bit of a snapshot of those games uh, in next week's episode as well. But a bumper weekend of Rugby League. Uh, Get out, enjoy the local footy And uh, get behind your side Of course the Knights are at home as well With all their grades So so many options, so much footy at your fingertips uh, Whether you're at the ground, watching on Bar TV Sports or New South Wales Rugby League TV There's so much for you Enjoy it, thank you for tuning in And we look forward to chatting all things local rugby league With you again next week
0: We go to King, King will barge over Will he get it down? Yes he does There's the premiership Wilson Runs to the line, he's got Buxton with him, it's been put on the
1: toe, it's going to be to try, Joy Jobson's got the try, Window get
3: there second. You're listening to Leadcast,
2: Newcastle Hunting, home rugby league.